The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Hello, hello. It's Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday morning, live from Venice. We're going through a heat wave in Los Angeles. I don't know where you are and if it's hot, but my God, if you've been in Los Angeles for the past week and you haven't had AC, my heart. My body, my soul, my brain, my sanity goes out to you because we did not have AC for maybe three and a half days last week and I was the crankiest bitch on the planet. I'm not very cranky. I'm not cranky by nature. So anytime I have an emotion surface or a behavior surface that I'm not super familiar with, I always have like a little introspective moment on it. What I felt happen is that it channeled my inner teen. I was hiding in my room because my room is the darkest place in the apartment and I had my blinds down and I had my lights off. I just had like a little bit of light peeking through the blinds and I was just laying in bed bothered, so bothered, literally hot and bothered but in the least sexy way possible, scrolling on TikTok for three and a half days. I'm coming out of this week feeling better, starting a new week feeling stronger, feeling nice, feeling a little bit more calm. Woke up this morning and drove here, didn't listen to a single song, not a podcast. My mouth was shut the whole ride. I just was focused, which is probably how a responsible driver would drive. Both hands on the wheel, eyes on the road. It's a pretty nice drive. And it's not too hot yet. That's what I was going to say. This all began because I was like, live from Venice. It's a beautiful day, but it's early in the morning. It's nine, so it hasn't gotten incredibly hot yet. So that's good. In last week's episode, I had Emily June on the podcast. I've had two guests in the past month. It's getting me accustomed to a new way of the podcast, and I would love to know from those of you who have listened if you like having guests. I selfishly love having an intimate moment with you. I like that it's a one-on-one sort of thing that we've got going on. So when someone else comes into it, it feels like it's very much me and them having a moment and you just get to listen in on it. Whereas right now, the moment is between me and you. Do you see the difference? But I'd love to know if you like having guests because I, I think it's important to sprinkle it in, you know? I only have so much value to bring to this world. Sometimes collaboration brings out more. But I just have been such a little cranky teen. And that's all I can think about. I just want to bitch. I just want to complain. I'm phasing out of this. But you know how people discuss healing their inner child? I believe that my inner teen surfaced during the Teenage Dirtbag Era episode. And it has been coming full force ever since. So I asked on Instagram for more Teenage Dirtbag related questions because there's so much to dig into and because so much of my teen years were inappropriate, the activities were illegal, and it was not a good example whatsoever, I didn't want to share those at the time. But now that I'm 10 years out of that, I'm 26, I'm thinking of my solid teenage dirtbag era which I really believe to be 15 and 16 well 17 and 18 also do we like the mic I do want to apologize for any kinks in the sound system I know the sound is much better than my iPhone microphone that I recorded on for a year and a half however in the last episode which was my first episode recording with a guest in the studio our mics were at different volumes so I might sound a little bit quieter than Emily. It's noticeable, but I don't think it's bothersome. Okay, let me just 
take a gander at what you guys asked on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. And don't you ever dare forget the E. It's so important to me. The second E in Lexi is the most important letter of Lexi. But my favorite letter is X. Which brings me to another teenage dirtbag behavior that surfaced. I'm going to give you a breakdown of my week because it felt so adolescent. So I'm hiding in my room. can't possibly think of my responsibilities. I'm avoiding all of them because I am so bothered. The only thing that I have the capacity to do is be on TikTok. Who wants to sit in their room for days on end and scroll on their phone more than a teenager? I also was pissed off at everyone and everything. I hated you. I hated me. I hated everything. I was so passionate about everything being wrong. And I think a lot of people go to me as, oh, she finds the bright side. She has such a positive outlook. Not last week. Certainly not. You would have not wanted to be around me. There were so many rants that I had recorded on my Instagram story. And thankfully, I had the decency to not post them because it would have been spreading nothing but negativity. It gets to the point where I haven't left my room and Tyra comes and knocks on my door. She's like, should we go walk to the wine store? Yeah, I think in situations like this, the only thing to do, unfortunately, is drink. Let's get some natural chilled red. Let's get some natural chilled orange. Most miserable walk I've ever taken in my life. We have an encounter with a stranger that's slightly unpleasant. Whatever. We get up to our deck, pour our wine, play some music. None of the songs seem right. They all seem wrong. And then all the bugs are flying, which I swear there aren't even normally that many bugs in California, but certainly were that day. And then the couch that I was sitting on, my couch that I got from my deck is so gross. It's white cushions, which I should have should have known better. So I'm sitting on this dirty ass cushion. The music playing sucks per my playlist of music that I like. And then I'm getting bit by mosquitoes. I say to Tyra, this has been real. This has been fun. I, I simply need to go back to my room. And I sat and it was what a Friday night, Thursday night. And I sat and I edited the podcast. That's why the podcast, if anyone noticed, didn't go up till Friday morning last week. I came here with Emily on Monday. We recorded, had a grand old time. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday were miserable. Anyway, once the AC was fixed, we had a man come in and fix them. And I was even giving him attitude. I feel like he was a little sassy. But in hindsight, maybe I was just a little sassy. And maybe in actual hindsight, I'm like, it was a pretty normal interaction. But I was annoyed. And he was giving us a little attitude for not understanding that we needed to change our ventilation. Sorry, sir. So he and I had a little tiff. It was fine. Kevin. And I definitely had an itch to scratch. I had been cranky and I wanted to rage. I also think because of spending three days on TikTok, I created sort of a dopamine deficiency. I would like to take this moment to look up on my phone signs of a dopamine deficiency and see what Dr. Google has to say and see if it applies because this is what I've self-diagnosed. Signs of a dopamine deficiency. You lack motivation, the drive, 1000%. You're tired, exhausted. You can't concentrate, not for a second. You're moody or anxious to the extreme. Okay, we're four for four. You don't feel pleasure from previously enjoyable experiences, five for five. You're depressed, you feel hopeless, Mm mm-hmm, six for six. You have a low sex drive. Okay, so we're six for seven. I don't know why my sex drive was, this. maybe that's too personal, just through the roof last week, through the roof. You have trouble sleeping or have disturbed sleep. Mm Mm-hmm, okay, seven out of eight. It sounds like I may have symptoms of a dopamine deficiency, low dopamine levels. And for those of you who know, I have ADHD. And as much as I try to deny it because I'm not on medication, I feel like, oh, I figured it out, you know? Like, that was old news. That was something I dealt with when I was in seventh grade, you know? It actually, it's interesting to think about my ADHD history because, I mean, I didn't get my diagnosis until middle school. And then I spent seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, 11th grade on it without really thinking and then in 11th grade I started abusing it because I was depressed and 
it would give me a little I realized that if I took more than I needed I could get a kick in the way that some of you probably who have ever taken Adderall or Vyvanse or some sort of stimulant medication when you don't need it like you're just using it for the purpose of studying for a test or uh, having a long night of partying you know the effects that you feel from it if I take higher than my dosage is what I would feel and then that became its own little fun thing and then I had a friend who her and I we just started buying it from people which is crazy because I had my own prescription but I was like no I need to have as much as possible and I wanted to take it and see teenage dirtbagger and then I moved to Los Angeles when I was 18 and had a come to Jesus moment you know more like a come to Buddha moment I was like why would I ever put such unnecessary things in my body and I got off all medication cold turkey I was like no Vyvanse no Adderall no birth control let's just get off that right now and not tell anyone about it really smart Lex really smart Okay, we're going to continue reading other symptoms with low dopamine levels. Hand tremors or, oh my god, I had hand tremors. Or tremors at rest. Loss of balance or coordination. Oh, oh my god. There's no way that's related. That I have literally been experiencing that this week. I was just talking to my friend about it yesterday. I was like, I have been so spatially unaware. I keep knocking into things. And I keep losing things and dropping things and spilling things. Restless leg syndrome. Okay, no. Problems with short-term memory. Yes, I lost my keys during those three days. I was really defeated because I believed it to be in my purse. And I only ever keep my keys in two, potentially three spots. And it never goes anywhere but those. It's either in my purse, in the drawer that I keep it in, or like maybe on the kitchen counter. And it wasn't until Friday that I triple, quadruple, quint tuple I don't know what five times would be checked my purse and it was in the pocket that I believed it to be in and I'm like I've checked you I checked you so many times how are you here I was I was angry that it was there uh so problems with short-term memory absolutely problems with short-term memory and managing daily tasks and solving simple thinking problems yes these are symptoms of cognitive changes problems with anger low self-esteem anxiety forgetfulness impulsiveness and lack of organizational skills yes 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 social withdrawal reduced emotions and don't feel pleasure gastrointestinal symptoms including chronic constipation yes yes and yes and yes and yes and yes what the hell i had no idea dopamine and adhd are highly related and a dopamine deficiency is definitely something that i would be slightly more prone to and i can't believe that i'm you know of course take this all with a grain of salt this is from my doc level and clinic.org so you know we can't actually say anything for sure, but, you know, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Wow, that explains so much. Because the next thing that I was going to talk about is the fact that I have felt that I need things, like I'm searching for pleasure, and the searches were only getting more intense because it felt like I couldn't get pleasure from the things that I've been able to get pleasure from in the past i.e. just sitting outside for i'm okay that's a bad example because we know heat wave whatever but reading for example we know that i love to read oh my god it was it was doing nothing for me it was pissing me off that's not normal a shower always always does the trick didn't certainly didn't i think i was feeling all these emotions and on a higher degree because of potentially this you know once again Take this as you will. I kept describing it to my friends as if there's this itch I need to scratch and it cannot be scratched. I can't scratch it. For example, I thought going to a crazy house party, one of my favorite ways to enjoy myself. Love a house party. A house party with people that I know where I can just bop around from friend group to friend group saying hi, making giggles, having laughs, having a drink, sharing a story. That brings me enjoyment. I was so cranky during this party. I was so cranky. Even when I was enjoying myself, in the back of my head, I was still like, Mm-mm, I'm not, this isn't good enough for me. This isn't, because nothing was good enough for me. Nothing has been good enough for me. And then I noticed that there was a tattoo artist there. Okay, tattoo me. And then I got the tattoo and I was still like, eh, wish I got something bigger, something bolder, something that took longer. Why? Because there was an itch that I wasn't able to scratch. And then yesterday, my friend and I went over to my other friend's pool, and we just vibed. Oof. 
I was swimming. We were taking tequila shots. We were dancing. It was also Beyonce's birthday, so we were playing so much Beyonce, so much ass was shaking. It was great, and I had a lot of fun. And then we ended up going out to dinner, and my other friend and I, we went out dancing, and we danced till maybe like 2 in the morning give or take, maybe like 1.30. I knew that I had to get up for this, but I was like, it's gonna be fine. I like had worked it out correctly. I had spaced out my drinking so that I would be able to wake up feeling nice, feeling ready and happy to be here. And now it's Monday and I have a much more positive outlook. There's air conditioning in my apartment. I'm going to have more boundaries with my phone. Something I personally need to keep aware of as a content creator is that phone usage can be positive or negative depending on my creation to consumption ratio. Last week I wasn't creating anything. I was just consuming and that wasn't good. I was scrolling endlessly. I can't tell you how many times I saw that little person on TikTok being like, hey, you've been scrolling for quite a long time. Why don't you get up, take a walk outside or get a drink of water? Or I mean, they cater it to whatever time of day. I didn't know that until this week. They'll be like, hey, you've been scrolling for a long time. Why don't you put your phone down and get some rest? time for a good night's sleep like sticking my tongue out and my middle fingers at you yeah we're gonna take better care of ourselves this week and i i'm feeling better about it (laughs) let's see what you guys want to know because i'm healing my inner teen right now okay i've resurfaced some old memories and then the habits have come out full force also don't know what the audience for this would be but i want to talk about adhd i really want to give myself the space on this show to just give one episode about being a kid that was medicated and then not being on medication anymore and how i've managed it and what i'm doing with it and just kind of the concept of it in general and what what little quirks or things that i thought were personality traits that are just symptoms of ADHD. There's a lot that I find about the experience fascinating and I would really like to make an episode about that. So we need to talk. So add me on Geneva and I'm gonna be more active this week, chatting with you all, seeing what's going on. Right now we have, okay, once I accept these nine requests, we have 1,836 members on our Geneva page and I've never been someone who has ever downloaded a podcasters or Instagrammers or influencers chat page, but I am so glad that we are all on it because I love, I love being able to have access to you guys so quickly and so personally, and then I love that you guys have access to chat with each other. There is a chat room for every episode starting from one year after losing my mom then we have the hobbies and interests so we have love life reading physical activity spirituality journaling and beauty then questions for the pod if you ever have something a little bit longer that you want to add because oftentimes I ask on Instagram and you can only fit so much into that tiny little question box and then the at Lexi brand if you ever have suggestions not only just to the podcast but beyond any merch suggestions or YouTube video suggestions, maybe future meetups, there's a place to chat there. So I'm gonna put the Geneva in the show notes and you can let me know what you think of the new sound in the studio, what you think about guests. There was definitely a third thing that only editing me will know. Oh, stop. Sorry, editing Lexi. The third thing is if any of you guys have ADHD or want a discussion on ADHD because it seems like a smaller pool, but I do want to gauge interest. Also, it's now September 6th. I'm feeling much more normal, much more normal, much more stable. Went to a Barry's boot camp class this morning. I ran errands, got my oil changed. Do that. Let's just be a reminder. Picked up my prescription, got some coolant added to my car. I paid the fruit man $2 that I owe to him. And now I'm editing my podcast. Life is fine, okay? But my I haven't been on TikTok this week, okay? And I think that's helping. The theme for this episode was Teenage Dirtbag, and we're going to get to the questions from the pod. But first, a word potentially from... Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. 
And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. Today's sponsor. Starting from the top, when was your prime teenage dirtbag phase? My prime teenage dirtbag phase began sophomore year, ended summer after senior year. So definitely 15 to 18. I was quite good in middle school, even as like a 14-year-old. I remember a lot of the people in my school were starting to get a little wilder. You know, I dipped my toe into things in middle school. Like, I would sneak out and maybe, like, kiss someone at a party or whatever. Like, just really, but pretty innocent. Low-hanging fruit in terms of teenage dirtbag behavior. It got pretty unhinged, like, (laughs) when I think back. (laughs) To this day, there's definitely going to be things that just never leave my mouth. Tell my first kiss story. Okay. So. Let me preface this by saying that young Lexi was ambitious and determined, if not anything else, okay? I had an idea in my head, and I wanted to make it happen. And when I was eight or nine, I was in third grade, I decided that I wanted to be the first person in my grade to French kiss someone. And I kissed my next-door neighbor, and he... (laughs) He was older than me, so I thought that would give, like, it was so constructed. Like, I did think he was cute, and I did want to kiss him, but I liked even more than that the idea of being able to tell people that I kissed him, and that is something that is just so childish, and it was in my treehouse, and we had his younger brother there as a witness, (laughs) which is so funny, so that he could vouch that it happened. And then we could really get the get the stories, you know, get the gossip flying. So I was in third grade for my first kiss. And then when did I lose my virginity? I was 15 or 16. I just don't remember if I'd turned 16 yet. Because it was in March, and my birthday is in March, so I was either newly 16 or was still 15. But it was with my boyfriend. How to have a teenage dirtbag era when you've never had one, lol. Okay, well, I had one this week, you know? I definitely was acting like a grumpy teen, so for sure, it's never too late to channel that kind of energy, but let me tell you, in particular, this week was not, was not enjoyable, was not fun. Similarly, I was asked how to have teenage dirtbag energy when you're no longer a teenager. I think it's important to make sure that you're doing, that you're still experimenting with life, because I think a lot of adolescents... Yes, I think a lot of people get stuck on the idea that it's the time that you want to reject the family unit and you want to find people outside of it that you're friends with and try to impress them and you care more about what they think. But there's also so much about adolescence that's experimenting and and doing things for the first time 
And I think it's important to continue doing that throughout your life. Thoughts on trying psychedelics in high school? I wouldn't recommend it. I was incredibly lucky that I could handle a 12-hour psychedelic trip as a 16-year-old. I think that that is quite rare, and because of that, I wouldn't, would not recommend it. I had a really safe environment. I was surrounded by people who I loved and loved me. The first time I ever tripped, it was with three of my best friends, one of them being my boyfriend, and we were on a river, and so we took a tab and spent all day by a railroad on an abandoned railroad and forestry and swam in the river and painted each other with mud and painted the trees with mud and then eventually once the sun started to go down we had one of our friends was just uh he was not tripping he just was kind of like there to make us you know be the what are they called I don't know babysitter for lack of another term and he drove us back to our friend's house and the friend's house that we were at his parents were going through a lot of struggles and were not like very available and not there a lot. So we had this giant four-story house all to ourselves, and it was so fun. Wow, that was such a cool house because you had you walked in through the garage and it was just the hangout spot. Like that's at that time, I think my boyfriend and his friend were dealing drugs, so that's like where people would come in and out and. There was a couch that had markers and everyone was just drawing something on it and had a ton of art all over it. And then you walked up and that was, um, we didn't spend really any time there. Like that's when his mom was around. She was definitely like in the kitchen, in the living room, in the dining room, like it was that area. And then you walked upstairs and it was all the bedrooms. And then there was another floor that was kind of uh, attic style that had a bedroom. And that's where my boyfriend was living at the time. And it was such a fun space. It was so cool. But anyway... The psychedelic experience was really positive and we all had such a great time so we would do it periodically. My boyfriend's family had an art studio, like a pottery studio, so one time we blew up an air mattress and put it in the studio and we tripped there. A lot of like naturey trips though. I feel like there's another river, a different river. Very lucky though, okay? I, I would not suggest this. Humans are so sensitive to such a strong drug and it's not like shroom shroom trips last like four to five hours this is like eight to twelve one of my most ridiculous decisions that I've ever made in my life is that my boyfriend and I took a tab and we tripped this is when we were in the art studio so this was this trip and it got crazy like we we were at the beginning of it and we're like oh for sure we're in hell like we are in a hell loop right now this is it was the closest thing I could ever come to like a bad trip I would say uh, and it was endless, but at the same time, as time had gone on, it got better, and we were just lying on the air mattress in each other's arms. We we're like, that was so fun. Oh my god, I'm so sad it's over. I'm so sad it's over. I wish it was still happening. Like, I want this trip to continue. And it had probably only been maybe six hours. The half life was just beginning okay we had just reached we had just gone past the peak i think that's what happened i think our peak ended and we're like no mummer, that was crazy damn and so what did we do we took another tab ladies and gentlemen i spent 24 hours of my life one time tripping balls halfway through the next trip so at this point we had been tripping for i don't know 18 hours we're like dude this has got to end this is too much this is simply too much. I don't know how we acquired a box of wine, but we acquired a box of wine and we're just slapping the bag, like desperately trying to get drunk enough to fall asleep. Um, but that was such a fun time. I don't know. But I've definitely had gorgeous, beautiful trips and it definitely has to do with the people you're with and where you are. It's way too intense of an experience to just take casually. You need people that you really know and love. Oh, I guess my first trip ever. I took shrooms with my best friend and my boyfriend actually came over and babysat us. He snuck in in the middle of the night. How did my parents not, I, how would they know? So I guess I was, I don't know, 15, 16. I don't think I took anything when I was 15. Um, more than like smoking weed. And, and I had this chalkboard on my wall. And I remember in big words writing love and light. Like that was the big takeaway from that trip. And I was like, how can this be an illegal drug, you know? Which this at the time, it's like 2012. So this is 10 years ago. 
and more liberal people have gotten on board with the idea of shrooms, but at this time, 10 years ago, it was not felt this way. I mean, even weed people were like, I don't know. But I just remember coming out of the trip being like, how is this illegal? This was the most positive, enlightening experience that I've ever had. Alcohol has never given me enlightenment. It just lowers my inhibition and makes me want to, like, hop fences. But thoughts on trying psychedelics in high school? Wouldn't recommend it. It seems like a big risk. And I took a big risk and it worked out for me, but I cannot say that that will be the case. I believe that to be probably a bit of an anomaly. But my teenage years were such a fine line. So many stories where things could have gone horribly wrong and I just lucked out that I didn't. For example, I am so lucky that the friends that I did drugs with... Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com and use the code Lexi for 15% off today did not take pills like we didn't take oxy or xanax or perks if i just was with a different crowd who knows the type of addictions that i could have been hooked on and i think about that all the time just as that as a simple example that's just pure luck that the type of drugs i was experimenting with are not drugs that you can just casually take throughout the day you can't just trip acid you can't just take that on your way to work the same way you could if you're just like oh well I'm just like feeling a little anxious like let me just take a quarter of a bar let me just take half a bar let me just you know without prescription and then same thing with Adderall I don't know how that could have I don't know maybe escalated but I think that was also me trying to impress this friend I wanted her approval more than anything because in her eyes I was such a good girl and I wanted to show her that I am not a good girl (laughs) But I was, I was, and I am. Of course, my behavior sometimes says differently, but I think ultimately and deep down, I mean, I come from two sweethearts. My parents are the most pure, wholesome, straight-edge sweethearts that walk this earth, or in my mom's case, had walked this earth and is now in her own little spiritual realm. Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you and I miss you. But ultimately, deep down, I'm a good girl, for sure. And teenage me was just like, no, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll take extra, extra Adderall. Let's stay up all night and drink cheap wine and smoke weed and then smoke. I would just sit outside while she smoked cigarettes. I didn't smoke my first cigarette until I was 18. For some reason, I took pride in the fact that I had tripped acid, but I'd never smoked a cigarette. And then I don't know what happened when I was 18. Or I may have made it longer. Because I don't really remember smoking cigarettes in Los Angeles when I first moved out here because no one really smoked. Maybe in New York, it became more of a thing. Not that I'm much of a cigarette smoker, but, you know, socially, while drinking, whatever. 
Next question is, what were your aspirations and dreams as a teen? I wanted to be a TV news broadcaster. Yep. Or be a talk show host. Any regrets or learning experiences from moments of your teen years? I look back on my teen years fondly. I really do. I don't regret anything about those years besides how I treated my parents. I really wish I didn't give them so many unnecessary jabs during my teenage years. Anything that I found that was different between me and them, I would make it a bad thing and would take something just a really slight difference in opinion and make it a fight. And that's something I do deeply regret about my teenage years. First time smoking weed, it was a snow day. I was a sophomore. I smoked weed for the first time out of a Diet Coke can in the snow, and I definitely did not get high. Craziest LA party experience from back in the day, I swear to you, any of my LA parties don't put a dime to my Virginia party experiences because something about a good party is like no one throws a better party than someone who has no boundaries. Someone who will allow anything to happen. My high school boyfriend and one of my other friends were pretty much the two people who would host anything goes parties and those were always the best parties in my opinion and I mean those were where all the stories came from I remember one of his parties there was a tree house in the woods because remember it's like kind of farmland you know so it's rolling hills he's far back you wouldn't be able to hear a sound he had his house and then off in the woods there was like a tree house that had a bed and like fairy lights and a canopy and that could you know people like wander down there and do whatever and then there was also a barn that had musical instruments and people just like playing the drums I remember his older brother got a case of champagne and we were just pouring it into each other's mouths singing it's raining men at the top of our lungs the music was blaring there was another party where there was a blow up hamster wheel at one point i remember me and this other guy we were holding a fire extinguisher like spraying it into the air any random bedroom that you could find there was always just like two people hooking up it was just oh seriously and then the field parties the field parties because as i'm saying Virginia. I mean, I'm sure anyone who's listening from Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, I mean, any, if you're not living in an urban area, you probably go or have been to field parties where someone who just, their parents own some land, they pull up a camper or you pull up your cars and then you set a fire and maybe bring some chairs and tents. Sometimes, sometimes there weren't even tents. We would just sleep in our cars. Or I, I was like, (laughs) I always tried to like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to share all these details. Because I don't want anyone that's listening that's that young to get inspired by this. I want people who are my age to be like, oh, I remember. I remember those. But in short, the LA parties don't put a candle to the Virginia parties. Ugh. Yep. Someone asked, how would you react or respond to irrational behavior as a teenager? I'm so sorry for being such a brat. I, I, I made my own money. And I tried to be, tried to spend as little time with my parents as possible. I know this is typical teenage behavior, but especially not having my mom with me now and not knowing how little time I would have with her. I'm like, why couldn't I have worked on our relationship when I was younger? Why did I have to treat her like that? Um, I really, like, that is one of my deepest regrets. And I don't think there's anything I would have, I couldn't have done it any differently because if I could have, I would have. But I do wish I had come to some realization about how mean I was being. Um, So if there's anything I could inspire, it would be talk to your parents with a kind heart and don't be so angry at them because they're not perfect or because they're different from you. They're just people. This is their first time on earth too. They're winging it just like we are. Tips for drinking. Don't drink on an empty stomach. Try not to drink too much too quickly, okay? average one drink an hour that's a good rule of thumb if there's fruit in the drink be cautious make sure you know that there is a place you can either sleep or a safe way that you can get home when you are drinking 
What was the wildest, craziest thing that you did as a teenager? Drinking at school was fucked. That was crazy in a bad way where I'm like, why did I think that was cool? Why did I think that was cool? What was the worst thing you did and got in the biggest trouble from your parents? Um, uh, on the last day of school, a cop met me outside. This is like the last day of high school. So I'm 18 at this point. And our school cop pulls me aside as I'm walking to my car. He's like, Lexi, I gotta talk to you for a second. I have no idea what this could be about because this could be about so many things. But as I said, you know, like I maintained good grades in school and I was a good kid ultimately, you know, and I had a, I had a future ahead of me. So I don't say much. And he goes, we have footage of you from the pool. <laughs> I'm at this point like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't even think we skinny dipped. I think we just hopped the fence and maybe I had a bra and underwear on. I don't know, but me and like a couple friends hopped the fence. Also probably seemed like a whore because they were guy friends, but I was not doing anything with any of them. So two of my friends from a town over that I didn't go to school with had, I don't know why they were in my area, but they asked if they could come over. And we were all hanging out in my basement and whatever reason, we are like, let's go sneak into the pool. Anyway, we hopped the fence and okay, so I took one photo for my Snapchat story of my friend smoking a cigarette on the lifeguard chair, okay? okay and one of the lifeguards that worked at the pool she snitched on me and you know what that girl when she was new in school the principal assigned me to be her buddy and show her around so what a sabotage that was what a betrayal i showed you the school and tried to make you feel at home and do my best and what do you do two years later throw me under the bus and get me having to talk to a cop on the last day of school and then that was a friday or whatever, whatever the next day was, the sheriff showed up at, in my parents' driveway, and my dad's, like, mowing the lawn, and my mom's outside, and our dog's there, and and the cop shows up, and that's so embarrassing, okay? We live in a suburb. People have eyes. In my high school, there was a handful of neighborhoods, like, typical suburban-style neighborhoods, and if you weren't in those, you were either, like, a house on the side of the road or a house in the woods, we had a house in front of a lot of people and this cop comes up i'm like okay embarrassing here's a notice from the pool and they hand me a letter that says i've been kicked out for 30 days but the boys the boys got kicked out for 90 days but because my parents were hoa members they gave me a lighter sentence so i only just had to avoid the pool for a month they were laughing though my parents weren't really mad Trying to think of things that my parents got. Oh, you know what my parents, my mom would get so mad over the idea of me wanting to go to school late. I could get kicked out of the pool for 30 days for skinny dipping and trespassing. But if I wanted to skip my first period class, my mom threatened to call the cops. I can't tell you how many screaming fights my mom and I would get into in the morning. That is where the bane of my mom's and my broken relationship existed is because I didn't like to wake up in the morning. I wanted to sleep in and my God, she was ruthless. Like, you know, the scene at the beginning of uh, Freaky Friday where Lindsay Lohan's holding the bed frame and her mom is yanking her by the legs. That was me and my mom five days a week. Absolutely. My mom would squirt me with water. If that wasn't good enough, she would take cold water and pour it on me and she would scream and I would scream and she would cry and I would yell and then she would call my neighbor and be like I'm calling the cops on Lexi and my neighbor would have to calm her down and be like Sandy it's okay it's okay she just she's a teenager she wants to sleep in she's like no she's a defiant little brat (laughs) I can't tell you how many that was such a consistent point in my life and like no wonder she would start every day off on a bad note because my mom was a morning person she would wake up smiling and I would wake up growling you know we couldn't be more different in that aspect and so she's having a little morning making her tea having her breakfast then it's time to wake her daughter up because you know what that's what I'm gonna not do when I have a kid I'm not waking them up for school I'm gonna mind my business and if they miss the bus they miss the bus um maybe subject to change but she would wake me up and I knew that I didn't have to wake up until my mom started yanking at my feet. It would start off with like, Lexi, Lexi, it's time to wake up for school. And I would hear her. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I really was so far in deep sleep that like she would squirt me with water and I wouldn't notice. 
scary. Um, but sometimes I would, and I would just play into it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to start a fight. I'm going to pick a fight at 6 in the morning. <laughs> so rude. So if anything, that's what our biggest fights were over. That's when I got in the most trouble. Like, truly my mom being like, I'm calling the cops. I think there was one time where the cops were like, we can't. We can't come for that. She's like, it's illegal to miss school. Because both of my parents are teachers. So they cared about attendance more than anything. Like, I was a kid that my grades were mostly A's and then a few B's. They were fine with that. You know, they weren't pressing me to get all A's. They were okay with a couple B's. But if I wanted to be tardy, God forbid, no. No. They would let my boyfriend sleep over, but I couldn't go in late to school. What's, what's that logic? And then my mom came up to me several years after graduating she's like you know what one of my biggest regrets is caring about your attendance because there was another time where I got offered to do a shoot with Nine West and be on the cover of their website and do e-commerce for them and they were going to pay me great money but I had an AP test and my mom told me I couldn't miss it she's like I regret that one that's such a cool opportunity you could have taken the test another time I was like I know but you didn't listen. She's like, I didn't listen. But I definitely could have been nicer in the mornings. Worst dirtbag moment, probably any shoplifting or drunk driving. Those have got to be by far the worst. Anything in that category? No. X. Are there any parts of teenage Lexi that you are still trying to heal and deal with now? Oh, for sure in terms of dating because my dating experience was so intense so fast. I think I've told this on the pod before. Maybe I haven't. I was ready for commitment day one. I had my first French kiss as a third grader. So in fourth grade, I was ready to have a serious boyfriend. So I dated someone for two years. Correction. I met my soon-to-be two-year boyfriend in fourth grade. I was a new kid. I changed schools. And then we dated... Actually, it wasn't two years. It was a year, but it was half a fifth grade and half a sixth grade. That's so funny. To make it even crazier, I couldn't even kiss him. I was way too afraid. I was too afraid to kiss my own boyfriend. Could kiss my next-door neighbor, but not my boyfriend. Suddenly, I became a prude. And then dated someone for a year in eighth grade. And then dated someone for six years. There was a little break in the middle. So maybe like six and a half, whatever. And that's just way too intense. So I almost feel like I need to heal the dating portion. I feel so inexperienced because I was doing stuff that people in their late teens or 20s were doing. But as a 14, 15 year old, you know, there's no should or should not. But I do feel I need to heal this portion where in a lot of ways I don't think I ever got the dating experience or like the sexual experiences of awkwardness of being like a young teen. In a lot of ways I feel like I've already had a marriage but I also have the dating experience of a 14 year old you know there's something in there that needs to heal. Someone said in high school were you afraid of the teenage dirtbags? Um my grade was filled with really good kids and that was something that all of our school principals said even in elementary and middle school something about my grade class of 2014 were just a nice group of kids and I would say even the shadiest or quote-unquote slimiest of all of these kids they were really good kids of course groups overlap but I had the girls I would party with in terms of like hanging out with the jocks or whatever. Like there was that group. And then I kind of had my school friends, the ones that I could talk to about academics. And then I had my sports friends. And then I had the druggies um, and two of my best friends, like my two best friends in high school. The three of us hung out with those guys. And they really were good guys. They were really good guys. And they always took really good care of us. And they always looked after us and made us feel safe. And so feel really lucky. I, I love my guy friends from high school. This is a great question. Problematic fave you idolized as a teen. Example, Effie from Skins. I'm trying to think. Was there anyone that I... There has to be. There has to be. Why is no one coming to my head? This is funny, referring back to Freaky Friday. After I watched it, I saw it in theaters, and then we got it on VHS, and whenever I'd watch it, apparently I would have a bad attitude. And so my mom forbid me from watching it because I always had an attitude after watching it. Who? Who did I even... What did I watch in high school? I don't know how to explain it because now I'm very much involved in pop culture. 
But when I was in high school, I didn't consume very much media at all. I only consumed YouTube. Any YouTubers that I was like, oh, baddie, want to be like them. All my role models were always kind of good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Like, I didn't really watch TV. I didn't really watch movies unless I was going to the movies. I don't know. Oh, that's, I wish I knew the answer. Interesting questions. There's so much to unpack and there's so much that I could talk about. But something else I wanted to share is that something I'm going to add into my day is journaling for a time limit. I did this a week and a half ago where I set a timer for 10 minutes because I thought that I would be surprised by how much I could unpack in 10 minutes. Oddly enough, I was just scratching the surface and after 30 more minutes, so 40 minutes total, I had unpacked things that I hadn't even thought of. My brain went to things that I was surprised they went to because you know when you have, okay, you're hanging out with yourself or just, you know, you're with yourself all the time. You have these reoccurring thoughts, whether they're things you're stressing about, things that you're insecure about, things you're excited for. There's just something kind of on the forefront of your mind. When you're journaling, that'll come out and then you realize there's so much that is just just so closely behind it but because you have that one reoccurring main thought of the day of the week of the season of this life that it's really fun to get those other thoughts out and just keep going and unpacking so I feel that I'm due for another one today and I'm hoping that something good will come out of it thank you all so much for listening chat with me on the Geneva page if you want to find me on social media I'm at Lexi on Instagram and Twitter Lexi Lombard on YouTube and Lexi Lombard forever on TikTok Thanks so much. Ah, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Don't be cranky. It's useless. And make sure that you keep your dopamine levels up and we're not spending too much time on our phones. Okay? That's all. Love you. XOXO. Lexi. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save